everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Wisdom of Wise Women podcast. My name is Christy. I am the host here of this show and I'm giving you such a warm welcome. I'm so excited to be with you today. I am joined by an extremely wonderful, beautiful, wise, sacred woman. Her name is Katie B, and you might know her if you are a fan of the Real Rebel podcast because she is the host of that truly amazing audio gem. Um, I am such a fan of Katie. I've been a fan of Katie for several years, several transformative, beautiful years. Her voice was such a guide for me when I um, really started to do some powerful things for my um, spiritual evolution and for my own um, awakening process. Like she was just right there in my ears with all of her wisdom and stories and, and fun. Um, I really love and appreciate Katie and we had a really, really good time recording this. Um, there was some wonky energy at the time. So if you're feeling anything coming through that feels like, oh, this is a little bit wonky. Um, it was around the time of a full moon when we recorded it. So we were both, um, just kind of like riding out what was going on with that, but truly cherished every moment of my time with her and you know she has an excellent excellent voice strong voice and and a beautiful story to tell so I hope that this is really fun for you um guest episodes are always such a joy for me to record because it brings somebody else into this space it brings this really sacred fresh energy um and there's just this this symbiosis that goes on between me and and the other person that truly is, um, it's almost like ineffable. It's its really beautiful and so deeply sacred and nourishing. So I hope you feel all of those things come through for you. Um, I say this often with guest episodes. I would highly encourage you to feel like you're just sitting in the room with us, like like we're somewhere um, just all hanging out and Katie and I are having this conversation and you're like a total witness to this conversation and that your voice is also part of this conversation, you know? So um, yeah, you're very included and very welcome and we want you here and we're so grateful for you. So welcome. (laughs) I... um, We'll also say about Katie, in addition to being the podcast host, she is, um, I believe she's working in sort of like a coaching capacity, so um, working one-to-one with people. She does some card readings and um, stuff like that, so yeah, so she's like totally doing some really cool, beautiful work, and, and it really resonates with me, so so happy to have her in my space and looking forward to what she's going to do in the future. So all of her information will be in the show notes. You can find her and check her out. I highly encourage you to do it. Um, If you resonate with this show, there's a good chance you would resonate with hers. So uh, yeah, so yeah, all good. Okay, well, that's enough for me. I um, I think it's best now to come and hang out with the two of us. So we will see you there. Welcome to our conversation. Let's jam. Hey, Katie. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so awesome to have you as a guest because I'm so used to being on the receiving end of your creation. And it's just so awesome to have um, this synergy of being a co-creator with you now. Mm, yeah, it's super cool. And I like I was just telling you before you press record, I was listening to your podcast and you you're very powerful and you have a beautiful voice too. I really, really, I feel like you have the kind of voice people could like really sink into and just relax. Mm, that really means a lot that you're saying that because you, your show is the one show that I continually return to no matter how often or how long I stray from the world of audio input. Yeah. I always come back and it's, it's because I don't know, you, you hold a, a really important spot for me, um, in my ears and my heart, because your show was one that I found. It was the very first podcast I ever found. First of all. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. That's cool. And it came, it showed up for me right in a moment where I needed a resource to help me move forward. And, what I now am recognizing as like a pivotal moment in my awakening process. Mm. So, you know, that's, I have to give you an honoring for, for being that person that was probably unbeknownst to you, but that's a sacred thing for me. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, what can I say? That's so cool to hear. And what a gift to be able to be even able to hear that. That's really cool. Um, you know, it's so interesting. You put something out into the world and as you probably know, you're like, I have no idea who's going to hear this. You're probably never going to hear from 90% of the 95% of the people that listen. And so it's just nice to hear that like the thing you put out into the world, it touches people or there's some kind of impact. And so that's really nice to hear. Huge impact. Absolutely huge. And I also have to say like, of the shows that you've kind of put out over the evolution of your podcast, <laughs> there's definitely been many, but my personal preference is just you on a solo jam on your audio coffee with your mic. I just love how you channel and I love when you pull cards and it's, it is like soul church. Like I'm just going to soul church and I'm like, let me just sit in this pew and let it wash over <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. That's that's so awesome. This is like a giant love fest and I should have like start my day with you every day. Please, let's have a chat. Tell each other how awesome we are and get yeah. the day going. That's Absolutely. Awesome. You. Yes, you're so welcome. You you need that honoring from me because like I said, you've been an important wisdom holder in my life. Um Thank you. from a very far far away place. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. Thank you. You are welcome. So you are calling in from Vancouver, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, off the Sunshine Coast. So I just say Vancouver because people know Vancouver, but I'm kind of off the coast of Vancouver, a little bit up north, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. And how is the energy feeling there? How is spring evolving and what's going on oh, in the world there? Good question. I mean, I think people are excited. You can feel the excitement of newness in the air and sunshine and you know Vancouver is the west coast is very gray and or can be very gray and, and very rainy and all the things for 
that period of time from, I don't know, November to now, it's just like this gray period. And so this, as the sun is coming in, I think people really are feeling that and, and enjoying that. I also feel kind of in the air, the, the COVID still hangs, like the <laughs> restrictions still hang. So there's that excitement, but at the same time, it can't be fully expressed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit, people want to be excited but where is that energy gonna go kind of a thing and mm-hmm. so there's a bit of that going on mm-hmm. I mean I personally feel that in the way that like I'm really starting to feel this withdrawal syndrome or like this disconnect from a greater population of humanity and I as a being who truly loves to be in the energetic synergy of other beings I'm starting to really notice the impact or the obstacle that I'm being presented with to source my energy and continue. Does that resonate for you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like even myself, as I'm quite introverted, I'm in, I don't know what people would call it, the introvert, extrovert, or whatever, but I can be alone for ungodly amounts of time <laughs> and not even give a shit. Like I just, I'm just like, oh, what? So socialization, like other people, but really, it's kind of been pushed to the edge where you miss that reflection of yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a huge part of why we hang out because if you're around people that make you feel good, they're reflecting, you know, the the essence of you to yourself by, you know, the connection and the communication and that bounce back and I think that not having that for, you know, as long as we have had you I feel you get into this oblivion kind of this very foggy place where you kind of lose can lose connection with who you are and it's good to be you know it's good to be able to be with yourself it's good to be able to know like this is who I am and I'm I'm comfortable being alone and all that and then there's loneliness and then there's you know isolation which is not healthy and you lose that kind of connection with other people and that mirroring, which, uh, yeah, so I totally resonate with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is, has a lot of really deep meaning. I think also just the, that reflection aspect of like, I think so many of us have gone through some deep transformation over the last Mm -hmm. year. And so we're aware of what this transformation is and how it feels and lives in the body and how how it's kind of affecting our daily routine or habits or how we address ourselves, right? But we're missing the component of how does this look when I'm with somebody else? You know, Mm -hmm. how does this look when I'm in relationship or in new relationship with someone? Or how does this look when I'm pursuing things that I'm interested in and I find myself in in unknown waters out in the world, right? Like all these like testing scenarios Mm -hmm. are so not just non-existent or they're not Mm -hmm. presenting or um they're just more challenging to find Mm -hmm. yeah it's not natural it's just not natural right it's not how we're meant to be we're meant to be together and so you know and i think there's that expectation that oh i should continue on my life as normal and i should feel i should be able to be as productive i should feel as a jazzed about life and it's like it's okay if you feel like a giant blob who has no idea who they are and where they're going like this is the that should be the expectation and there should be some space with each other for that but it's the narrative of like 
go hustle push like make this make something amazing out of this which you can if that feels right but if you're not in that place like that's I would say very normal if not expected and to take that pressure off I think is so important because this isn't this isn't how humans are meant to be functioning yeah that's so true it's really really true I think um yeah and I think um looking around too at this time is really unhelpful um when you look at it like look at all these other people doing all these amazing things right and it's like (laughs) well they've probably been at this for five plus years you know that sort of sweet spot and Mm -hmm. um for somebody I'll speak for myself because this is true for me who's kind of still in the building process that can get Mm -hmm. really overwhelming of like holy shit, like Mm -hmm. must have been nice to do everything in a pre-COVID world, you know, and these kind of like narratives that are not serving me, they're not serving others. And yet it's like, I'm reaching, I'm just reaching. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that comparison is a real, I don't know if I can curse on your podcast, but it's a real bitch. Like it's, yeah, it's, and And we also don't see, like, we don't see really what's going on behind the scenes and how those people are feeling internally. And I doubt that people will ever, like, I I don't think people ever fully divulge how they're really feeling. I think you can get really vulnerable, but there are certain things that you just keep to yourself because maybe that's the journey you're on and you need to, and that's totally good. Um, But the, the image the take of the world that we see through social media is so distorted and it's only a tiny, tiny piece of the pie. And that's when it comes back to, you have to keep asking yourself, like, what's, what's good for me? Like what feels true to me? Because it's draining otherwise and, and you don't get anywhere. And in the building phase of doing anything, holy shit, like that's enough as it is. Like that's, it's hard. You're, you're, you you're getting started you don't know what you're doing you have like your 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 feedback is there's not as many people giving you feedback you you don't know like what's the plan you've never done this before and you're having to like kind of put on this thing that you know what you're doing and like it's just not it's and then you look at other people who have like 500,000 followers and however many this or that and they're just like clicking and flowing like you said and it's it's too totally different parts of the journey like the building phase takes immense amount of patience and trust and connection to yourself which right now is not exactly uh you know walk in the park so building is it's like I feel right now when you say building it's kind of like I'm looking it's like a construction site and it's all the the machineries off to the side and it's like we're taking a break like the we will remain continue to build later on but it's okay to to take a break like with the podcast I have so many beautiful dreams and like this big thing that I want to build but I know also recognize that what I have the capacity for right now is to continue on with what is and even though it's not fresh and new and it's not where I would like to be, I also know that I don't have the capacity to put that energy out into the world. So I'm not going to do it because I know what burnout feels like and that sucks. And I also don't want to quit and just give up. So it's like, what can I handle right now? This is what I can do. If people want to drop off because they're getting bored, that's fine. Like I'm not going to sacrifice or abandon myself for the sake of like my business or work it's just not worth it ultimately 
And so for me, it's like, what can I do right now? What I can do is coast and slowly invite the new dream and do what I can when I can, when the inspiration strikes. And then outside of that, I just have to be kind to myself. Mm, yes. So beautifully said. That is powerful and so true for myself. And I think a lot of people here that are listening in this audience. And I want to go back to two things that you said. The first thing is just this imagery that you presented in one of your episodes recently of like the seed that you're standing over with your big clunky boots, like <laughs> grow. And it's like, it's never going to grow because your big ass shadow and your feet are in the way, you yeah, know? And yeah. like, I catch myself in that energy all the time of this like myopic obsessive energy of like, mm. get this shit moving already. And it's like, <laughs> no, not going to move. No. You need to move it. You need to move yourself get the fertilizer out or whatever and like mm -hmm. put some nourishment in there and then walk away, go drink a mm -hmm. lemonade, go sit under a fully grown tree and mm -hmm. let your garden have its moment. And yeah. then you come on back. <laughs> yeah. Live your freaking life. Like I, you know, like it's very, anytime I've tried to focus too hard on the growth and this and that, and I forget about life and I get into the admin, I get into all this stuff and I'm just like in it. I like it's like a big clunky machine but when I am more of a it's like a detached space and I'm checking with myself about um, do I feel alive how do I feel on a personal level because I'm the engine behind this thing and I can do all the admin and all of the techie stuff until I'm you know my fingers are have arthritis in them and they're like you know I could go I don't know why I said that but it's what came to mind um <laughs> and you know it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because if you're if you're not if you have nothing to give on a soul level to to this especially this kind of creative work that requires you to be present and in your soul space if you're not there there's it's you're it's it's so hard like it just is and and that's how I got burnt out. And so when you're stepping away to drink the lemonade and like also live life, it feeds everything. But I mean, I don't need to tell you that or I don't need to tell the people listening. We know this, right? This is a fundamental thing. It's it's the action. It's the actual doing it. It's the fear that comes up when you do step away or mm -hmm. whatever else. That's that's the tricky part. A hundred percent it is. And I think I think speaking this aloud, it serves such a beautiful, gentle reminder. You know, I think it's like an act of service to put these reminders out because as much as we tell ourselves it, sometimes it just has to come from somebody who is dropping that with all the love they can muster in the moment. So I think, mm. I think it's so welcome. We need each other. Like we really do. I yeah. mean, I think like you, to connect to the power source, that's just you and that that you are like it's hard to even it's like you're cosmic all of a sudden it's like you're it's like you're everywhere and you feel you could do anything and and it's playful and it's funny and it's 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 joy it's all those like you know cliche words that are on what those boards that you buy at like home decor shops like peace love joy but um <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yes but i feel like Yes, it's important to be in that space, but also we we do need we need reminders. We need people to be like, 
you're not showing up in this way because of you're abandoning yourself or you know that we need those mirrors we need people to to remind us sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's yeah anyway we need community pretty badly like this is <sighs> this is just the truth um yes. i think once this whole thing is over i th- you, you know like the 19 what was it the, the 20s or the what was it when everything went crazy? The roaring 20s, I think it was. Or was it the roaring 30s? I don't know. Anyway, I think it was the roaring 20s. In the US, when, yeah. Yeah, and and everyone just like was like the world just burst forth and was like celebration and everything. I think we're going to experience, I hope we're going to experience something like that after this whole, this whole situation. Mm, yeah, that's a that would be beautiful just this like that would be nice really high vibration energy and yeah Yeah. we can we can dream for now we can dream Mm -hmm. it's an important part of the part of the process Mm -hmm. yeah um the second thing I wanted to go back to that you were saying is is talking about sharing from a vulnerable place and I as I take the show on and on and it sees iterations and evolutions of itself and of me Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that bringing that vulnerable storytelling is something that I really really value about me in this space and also the people that I have on here so I wonder if we can transition into your your origin story basically of like how you (laughs) how you came to be KDB and the host of the Real Rebel podcast and just what that journey that prelude looked like what you were doing before and maybe that moment because I feel like there's always that moment or series of moments of like shit I can't do this anymore Mm. um and how it kind of went from there would you be willing to to go there yeah I mean that's a big it depends on where it depends on how far back you want to go um I think for me I was bullied pretty heavily for most of my the beginning of my life and Mm. not in any kind of way that was obvious which is why it never really was addressed it was always kind of under the table it was always kind of in the backgrounds and I grew up in a family that, you know, we have Danish ancestry. And so you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be like a Viking, you know, and you, you don't, you don't show your, your, like I heard so many times growing up, you know, suffer in silence, which when I bring it up, my family's like, we, I can't believe that we said that. I'm like, yeah, you like it, it was said. And and so I think I just kept it very to myself without really realizing the damage that it was doing and how how far away I was getting from myself. And it was just, yeah, slow picking away over time. And I remember, and I've, I've said this before too, but there was this odd moment, and I think many people have felt this too. They, I've heard people relate to this, where I was sitting in class I think it was grade four or something like this and I felt the final pieces of my essence start to leave I don't know if it left my body but I can remember looking up I can remember feeling myself separate from myself and this final kind of like oh you're you really lost a big chunk of yourself now and vowing in that moment sitting at my 
little elementary school desk that I was going to go get myself and remember to go get myself. And that was kind of a big moment. And then, of course, I, I spent a lot of time in my 20s and kind of just forgetting about or I don't know if it would be 20s, but in high school and, you know, early 20s, forgetting about myself. Um, and then but always having this feeling like I was meant to. I don't want to say do big things, but I was meant to create something and bring something that felt like it was connected to something big. And um, and I just knew that and I just didn't know what it was. The, the tough part of the journey was going after that thing in my heart that I knew that I was here to step into that just for the sake of my own happiness, my own joy, my own like survival to to be a human on this earth I knew that I had to go this way because otherwise I could feel already it would be a dull life it would be no life I wanted to live but to do that while also having to overcome the low self-worth that slowly became a part of my identity while I was growing up that was the tough part of the journey and there were so many iterations of, I'm going to start, I was a holistic nutritionist. I went to fashion marketing school. There were all these things that I thought, maybe this is it. Maybe that's the thing. None of them were the thing. And they all, there always was an undercurrent of like, and this sounds, you know, kind of woo woo, but there was this undercurrent of soul. There was this undercurrent that I was supposed to like, I don't know if be a guide is the right word, but just give my, there was an energy that I was here to, to give and I it, it felt very powerful and it had to be it had to be expressed and it, I tried so many different avenues and just none of them hit the mark um, until I think it was a, a boyfriend I was with he was like you should I listen to podcasts all the time I loved podcasts love learning Tim Ferriss I was all over that podcast like every day listening to Tim Ferriss and he's the least not now maybe he's becoming more spiritually oriented but then it was all just very like masculine style podcasts and a boyfriend told me um you should start a podcast and I I didn't have the confidence. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I have the worst voice ever. And why would I, you know, this is this is something I just would never do. And this is turning into a very long story. But long story short, that relationship ended and it crushed me. And it was, he was being a source of my confidence he was seeing me and saying you should do this you should start a podcast and I did it while he was there with me using his kind of confidence as my own kind of trying it on and that was really when I started to reconnect with a part of myself that was really powerful and see myself as more than just um, this little worthless person that that shouldn't speak and shouldn't do these things or shouldn't contact these people because I'm not good enough for that and you know you don't think of these things consciously but subconsciously they're always we're playing in the background and um yeah so I mean that's how I kind of got into it and then after that heartbreak I was I was so heartbroken as most rock bottoms do um if you meet it face to face usually they can be such a beautiful um spark for for 
new energy and new power and like meeting yourself on this whole new level and that's when the podcast really took its first iteration where it was like that wasn't me before that was me trying to the the first iteration I did when I started it well in that relationship was the person I thought I should be within the world of female entrepreneurship which didn't feel like me and felt like a lie and then I went through the heartbreak and I was stripped of of everything I thought I was like I just was emptied out completely and then I got pissed off and I was like well fuck this like I'm this is who I am I'm just gonna go be me like this is ridiculous and then it became the thing that you kind of know it as now um, and then through COVID I've gone through another transformation you haven't seen that expressed yet because I don't have the energy to put it out um, but that's really kind of in a nutshell skipping over many things the trajectory of bringing that to life Mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful I mean that's I can feel that there's a lot of pain in that story and without a doubt yeah yeah (laughs) I mean from the from the very formative years all the way to the somewhat adult person that has to crack open and face their deepest most conscious levels of grief yeah yeah and like I think that so many people we that's the that's what the real rebel podcast all about the whole thing is about coming back to the part of yourself that feels true because I was so far away from that vibrant silly powerful little girl I was like she she was wild like of course she got made fun of she had all these crazy ideas and like she was gonna do them she didn't give a shit what anybody thought about it and she was so powerful um and to separate from that part of ourselves I think is the most painful thing but we don't even realize it because it happens so slowly Mm. and I just remember looking at people around me and thinking you know I had so much love to give. I remember thinking, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Like, you're, look at you. You could do anything you want. And just, like, seeing them so clearly and um, and being like, okay, this is what I want to do. I just want to spend my life telling people, reminding people of how awesome they are. And, and because I think it's all too common that that we walk that path of slowly forgetting who we are and then some people never reclaim themselves they never meet themselves again they they commit to a life of of being subdued and and don't really quite realize how unhappy they are and I just think it's kind of tragic which that sounds really depressing I brought it way down to like this depressing level but I just really feel (laughs) that that um it's just all too common like the self-worth thing is just it's it's an epidemic in itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't think it is depressing. I think it's really identifiable no matter where you are in your self-worth journey, even if you've made tremendous progress, that tendency to retrograde mm-hmm. is always there, you know? So I think, again, this is, this is a, a beautiful, loving reminder of of life, of what it is to be a human, of what it is to continue to dip back and forth between the ultimate true you and the one Mm -hmm. that's just struggling to get out of bed in the morning, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially when that like sort of rupture energy or underworld energy is really present in your life. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have really 
confronted that type of energy a lot over the last year, even like through um, capital D death or small D death in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's so funny because like you and I have connected before. I don't know if you remember this. It was before COVID. It was like, I think it was like right in the early days when you started coaching people. And I was like on one of your free calls. And I remember you like, we're talking about my energy and like what you saw. And it was like a very, I don't remember the exact words, but it was like lots of color and like, like rainbow unicorn type mm. of imagery, which yeah. at the time I had just come out of like a devastating breakup. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know what? She's right. This is true. But right now I am just 100% a gray scale. And I wonder if mm. I'll ever feel those colors about myself again. Mm-hmm. And I think now in this moment, when this, this epoch of time that we're recording in March, that color is finally starting to come back mm-hmm. into my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see myself and my world in more of a colorful, full spectrum way. Mm. So I don't know. Um, if that was something that kind of happened for you when you went through that really pivotal transformative relationship and then ending, but that absolutely was true for me. Oh yeah. Like I remember looking in the mirror at myself and nobody was home. Like mm. nobody was home. I, I, and I, I, I was living in Bali. I went to live in Bali for six months at the time and I would dress in the same white or gray t-shirt and jean shorts every day. And I didn't want it was like I didn't I wasn't even thinking about not drawing any like male attention in I just was thinking about nothing I just was not putting effort into much of anything and it's really tough when you're in that space because I think also at the time you can put a lot of pressure like you shouldn't be there and you watch the world go by and you think I'm missing it I'm falling behind. Mm. I'm not doing it right. Like, sorry, am I always going to feel this way? And I think it's, it's so important to, to normalize that as a part of the process, right? Like there is that, that death, um, that happens. And I, I've absolutely felt super gray and then the color comes back and it's more powerful usually and it's more you and you believe yourself to be worthy of it more it's like you can take up more of that space when you come back out I don't think that I don't think the space ever really changes of like who we really are the essence will always remain the same and we will deviate from it and go into dark nights of the soul or whatever but we're always coming back to the same place. But each time we come back, we can embody it a little bit more, like our soul lands a little bit deeper into our bones and we can live a little bit more as who we truly are. And and then you can, it's like momentum. And sometimes you need multiple grayscale moments, multiple dark nights of the soul again and again and again to finally be like, oh, here I am, to get yourself to that point. So it's it's normal, right? Like I think it's... It's just a normal process. We just, nobody has talked about it up until, you know, recent years. It's become more common, commonly talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. I wonder um, what like prompted you to go to Bali? Was that something that was kind of like on a bucket list or something or? Yeah, it was on a bucket list for sure. I also, the guy that, that 
I was in a relationship with was in Vietnam and I wanted to be close because I still was so attached to him. I wanted him to like come and rescue me. And, you know, there was that for sure being totally honest. There was that part of it. There was also the part of me that was so mad and that I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it without him because we were going to go do that. And I think the part of me that he was reflecting to me the part that he was critical about me was that I wasn't taking a stand for who I was. I wasn't saying, I want this. This is what I like. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was abandoning myself and saying, whatever mm -hmm. you watch, we can watch. Whatever you want to do, we'll do. And I, I, at that point in my life, I didn't even know what I liked. Like really, if you were to ask me, what are your hobbies? I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have them. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know, like, where would you like to go for dinner? I don't know, wherever you want to go. Like, it was very like that. Like, I just had abandoned myself for so long. I didn't even know who I was anymore. And so a part of that was, like, I want to prove to myself that I'm a person who can do things, who can see a place that I want to go and go there and go there by myself. So there was a mix of a bunch of different things and, and a part of me that just wasn't even thinking at all and just wanted to not be where I was and, and escape things too, right? So it's, it's very rarely, I think, one reason why we do things. I think there's, there, in that case, there was multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm, that that thing you said about like wanting that person to rescue you that one resonates and hits so deep <laughs> like it's I mean for myself and this is like especially true with money um mm. like oh god yeah you know mm -hmm. like my story about money Oops. um and my matrilineal line of how women work with money and work with their partner in relationship to money is always like you know, the guy is going to take care of you and the mm -hmm. guy is going to provide for you. And I mean, that's not that uncommon. I understand that. However, like I had this huge aha moment where I was like, oh my God, like I'm looking for a savior in this regard. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for this person to come in and be like, it's okay. Like I got this with my hyper successful abundance <laughs> or what the hell ever, you know, and it's like, yeah, actually I, that is a distorted money story. Like that is ugly and that's not my truth. And that's not how I want my partner to enter, um, into this like sacred container, you know, mm -hmm. and that's so sneaky. It's like such a sneaky thing, this whole savior thing. And the masculine feminine dynamic is definitely one that, um, because of codependency being such a cultural norm really does, mm -hmm own own the stage in a lot of our minds and hearts oh hugely like I'm facing that right now and looking at the women in my family as powerful as they are there is not a single one who has started a business there's not a single one who has ever bought a house just by herself or herself or maybe one my aunt but she's the one who never had kids she's the one who did things differently mm -hmm. um you know and so as I step into this work and my family looks at me right now, I know that so many of them are like, what in the hell is she doing? And most of them don't even ask what I'm doing because I think it scares them and I think they don't really understand because it's different and that's tough to do. Like shifting these stories, like the one that, you know, the the, the money story and the, the savior and the guy who's just going to come and take care of it all, even if it's that, it, if it's subconscious and you're telling yourself like, no, I'm 
there's so much that work that needs to be done to really move that and shift that um and it's no small thing because while you're doing it you're also looking in your outside world at all the the things that are normal you're stepping away from everything that has been in like your familiar familial patterns also friend groups often like I'm the only one who is not married and doesn't have kids and like that's super weird and it's Mm -hmm. it takes some guts like it I think it's really important to really be cognizant of how much, how big of a thing that is to move. Mm-hmm. And you're moving it for yourself. You're moving it for your future children if you ever have them or your nieces or your other people who are in, people who listen to your podcast. Like you're, and it's no, it's no small thing. It's not like you just think I should do this and now I know how to do it and it's happening. It's, it's a big deal it's a big deal and so I mean that's I honor you for 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 stepping into that too because it's not a cakewalk no no it's an ongoing thing you know this is kind of something that the doors blew open on uh after the breakup but more of the the first round of grief or maybe even second or third that really intense fun set of grief um had already alleviated itself and then these were like truths that were starting to come up because they had the space to do so you know Mm. of like okay when I start to feel into my next relationship because I think I've always known what that that essence of that other person is going to feel like when I meet them yeah um it's just been like nothing that I could ever trust, you know, that I would find it Mm. or that kind of thing, you know? And so these, these savior stories or these not enough stories, um, or the got to step back into my box when I'm in certain company kind of Mm. stories kind of all started to like really shake hands and dance in the same group, hang in the same hammock, whatever the image is. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so truly like, for me, and I know for so many people, maybe this is a universal thing. When you kind of like nudge the door open on one thing, it'll blow like five more doors open that you're like, oh, okay. I see, I see all of this. And now I'm like, can I shut this for like five minutes? (laughs) I was not prepared for this. Like nobody told me this was here. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's really common, right? It's like you make it past one level and you didn't realize there were all these monsters waiting for you, which that doesn't sound very empowering. <laughs> but it's it's because you've made it to that point. Like now you can you can handle those things even though at the beginning they're always too big for mm-hmm. to handle. They always look too big to handle. They feel too big to handle. You never know where to start, what to do. Like it's very overwhelming, I think, when you do open that up and seems like such a mammoth thing how am I ever gonna overcome this like is this I think the thought that's really common is is this am I destined to relive this again and again is this always gonna be me am I ever gonna break this cycle like am I ever gonna get out of this and I think that that's that's a huge like fear that pops up around anything we're trying to change like am I ever going to get out of this and it's like yeah keep keep going like hold on and and I think it all comes down to the work of self-worth because once we can get into that place of of feeling that remembering who you are 
the power that you feel in that place and the boundaries that you set and the worthiness and just the energy that you put off, suddenly problems might still be there, issues might still be there, but you can dance with them, like you say, in a in a very different way than you would have. And And I think it really all comes down to that. If you're going to work on anything, work on how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself, get that down. And, and then step forward and face the rest because it will be infinitely more easeful than if you were to do it the other way around. But at the same time, and I could be contradicting myself, all roads lead back home. <laughs> so mm-hmm. really you could start anywhere, and, and but you will have to do work on self-worth. I think that that, not you, but like all of us, whoever mm-hmm. will have to do self-work, self-worth work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and that's a big old box to open. That's like a whole Pandora's box. the box. (laughs) It's the, yeah, it's the whole box. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole shit storm. Yeah. Um, I have two questions for you. I guess I'll, we'll start with, um, when you were starting your podcast or even maybe like presently this creeps up, but do you ever just like sit there and be like, I don't even have anything to say? And who the hell wants to hear it? All the time. (laughs) All the time. Of course. Yeah. You you would be surprised the amount of days I spend crying on my bed. Like, that was so bad. Like, I got to record it again. And what am I saying? Like, people. And and it's like, people can feel it. They can feel I'm off my game. And like, I'm ruining everything. This Yeah, the narrative is endless. Um, So absolutely. And the only thing, the remedy every time is to take a step back and to go do something that is not recording a podcast and Mm -hmm. that is going outside in nature or listening to some music or something or just saying, fuck it, it's not coming out this week. And then something comes. It's that surrender and letting go. And Mm -hmm. it's like, what am I holding on so tightly to? And Sometimes it also is just showing up being like, man, I'm having a shit time. Like, this is what's coming up. And so much of what I talk about is because I'm, it, a lot of it's downloads that come through and it's just like, bing, that's what I'm talking about today. A lot of it is also, I'm going through this and that's why I'm talking about it because this is what's real for me and this is what I can talk on. It's, I think it's a lesson in, in trying not to manage everybody's expectations of you Mm -hmm. um, and just showing up in your truth. Like whenever I put out an episode where I'm not trying to be somebody or I'm not trying to help people, I'm not trying to like create something that isn't there and I just am with what is, it does infinitely better in comparison. To actually do that every time is a different thing because the mind is very powerful and it likes to tell us its stories again and again and again. And I've had to do this dance so many times that now I'm getting used to it. I'm like, buddy, I can hear you up there and I'm not going down that road today, okay? So just keep it quiet because I've got something to record or, you know, whatever. But it's like any creative work, I think. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. The other question that I had for you that was coming up was when you were sort of in this space of self-abandonment and not not owning like any 
any of your wants or needs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like boundaries were something that were something you were aware of still, or was that a challenge and something that you had to be rebuilt afterwards? Yeah, I don't think I had any boundaries to begin with because I, I hesitate to say this too, I have been told multiple times that I have angelic energy and I, I feel that I resonate with that. I really genuinely just, and this is so corny, I just love, like that's it, that's all, that's all there is. There's much more to me than that, but that's the root of, of me. And as highly sensitive and empathic, and um, I have some stuff coming out later this year that's in the realm of energy work and things like this, as that is my natural way of being, then to be in the world and to think from a young age that everybody is operating from that place because we are the center of our own universe and we think that everybody is like us. And so to me, it was very confusing that when I, why would, why would I need to put up boundaries if, if I just love everybody, that should be the answer, mm -hmm. then you know what I mean? And so I, I would go through relationships like that and life like that and um, if there was ever upset, then I would be, I would smooth it over. I would do the, the healing in whatever form that even as a little child. And so boundaries were very foreign to me until I really felt that pain of, of not having them. And when people started to talk about them, I didn't know what they were until I, they started to become a regular part of the lexicon, you know? You, everybody talks about boundaries now and I can feel myself I have to consciously even now put them up and it feels so unnatural because there's I have this feeling like I don't ever want to hurt anybody but the truth is like you can't go through this life without hurting people that's and it sounds it's because we bump up against each other and we're going to be mirrors for each other. We're going to to ruffle feathers and push edges and people aren't always going to like who we are, what we have to say or what's good for us. Um, but that's just, it's, it's a part of the deal. And I think that's tough for empathic people, sensitive people, because you just want to love everybody and you want everybody to get along. And it's like, there's a big lesson there. Like, it's not always that way and you have to be okay with that and yeah mm, mm, that's super interesting I'm asking because like I boundaries have never been an an issue for me like I even when I didn't know exactly what I was doing that kind of like assertive energy about what's okay and not okay for my personal containment mm -hmm. um has always kind of just been there and so I just wondered like if that was something that you also maybe felt and didn't know how to name at the time but it sounds mm. like it's more of been a lifelong lesson I think I did as a little girl um because I loved myself and I was like mm. you know and and that was the difference and and but I don't think boundaries have ever been my strong suit and even the other day there's there's was an issue which I won't go into details um but there was something I should have been mad about in the realm of of social media and of cop people copying things and things like that and I I should have been pissed about it really I should have been and I told my friend and she was like are you kidding me and she got just rageful for me and I was like oh and I've had multiple people say I'm so mad for you which makes me 
then I have to check in. Where am I abandoning myself? Like, how do I really feel? Where am I gaslighting myself in this situation Mm. just to maintain peace? Um, So, yeah, it's an ongoing practice. I think it's awesome that you have had that, like, from the get-go. That's such a gift. That's so, that's so awesome. Like, and I could feel that too with you as well and like the emails and it sends across this message of like of worthiness and that you know what your time is worth you know and that is a huge and that's a huge puzzle piece I think Mm, thank you for that thank you yeah you know it's (laughs) I think the the shadow of that gift is um being a little too forceful or being coming on like really energetically strong and people are mm-hmm. like, holy crap, you know, like, and not that <laughs> I'm concerned with like people being able to tolerate or handle mm-hmm. my assertiveness because that's, well, that's another lesson that you have to learn. It's just like, well, if people are going to be mad about your boundaries, they're probably not mm-hmm. your people. Like, yeah. and it's not they're gonna... the ones benefiting from you not having it is that famous saying they're the that's ones who's, right. They're siphoning your energy and you're saying, I'm sorry, I'm cutting this off. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, what the hell? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a personal affront to them, you know? Yeah, how dare Um, you? (laughs) Yeah, but those are the same people that like, they're not happy either way. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so whatever. But but yeah, like that whole, the anger thing is like when it comes out to be too too assertive or over-assertive and then guys like edging on that like anger or pushy fieriness. Mm -hmm. Um, that can be really alienating at times. So yeah, I think Mm. that has been the journey that I've taken to sort of sculpt that, the mold of what that pure essence can be like, where it's like actually a very loving thing to do. Right. Um, Yeah. And you, and when you see it as that way, you kind of take the shame away for just being who you are. Like, yeah, we can't walk around eggshells all the time, you know, with each other and, and your anger might push up against somebody, but maybe that somebody needs to have that feeling so that they can address that within themselves, right? I think we're so interconnected in ways that we're here to teach each other that we don't even understand, like on such minuscule levels from the person you buy your groceries, uh, you know, at the checkout line and they do something or say something, that's no mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such beautiful design. So it's, I think the most important part is like, just be you and you have that awareness also that like you, you can ask yourself, is this going too far the other side? Or do I need to like wind it back? Or how does this make me like, you have that awareness, you're doing that work. So I think as long as you're doing that too, right? Like that's, you're, you're golden. Um, and I'm curious, what's your sign? Uh, I am a Gemini sun and Aquarius rising. Gemini sun. Okay. So there's like, the, I feel like there's some fire in there. I mean, they're not fire signs, are they? But they're like, no, they're air signs, But which that's so interesting. Cause aren't air signs usually there about harmony and I know, or maybe they're not, I know Libra is about harmony. I'm not mm-hmm. super versed clearly, but Aquarius is a very much like a communal wanting to bring people together, wanting to bring ideas together. Uh, mm-hmm. that kind of thing so I definitely see that in myself for sure yeah oh, that's yeah. so interesting yeah astrology is such a what a journey gosh oh that's like a whole different thing yeah we could go but... down a whole yeah I yeah <laughs> I'd actually I'd be curious since you asked me may I ask you what your sun and rising are oh man if I can remember I have 
so cancer is my sun sign mm-hmm. and very watery um and i think taurus and virgo are the other two that are hanging out whether they're the rising or the moon i can't remember i think my moon is taurus and my rising is virgo i'm not totally sure on that but mm. yeah earth water yeah yeah which feels really right Mm-hmm. I definitely cry a lot. Like there's a lot of water in my system. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that mother archetypal energy that cancer has is also like a strong thing with you too. It's just like wanting to love, wanting to nurture, wanting to be that safe space for people. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel that with you and I experience that in your work. It's mm, such, it's such a nurturing thing, you know, definitely always walk away with, with like a balm almost, or like a beautiful plate of food that I'm going to just go take and sit somewhere comfortable <laughs> and eat. <laughs> that's so good. Well, that's genuinely like how I feel. I feel like mama and I just, yeah. which is a part of, there's like this masculine side of me that is very strong that also kind of bumps up against that but at the essence what I'm doing and what I'm creating hopefully more so in the future as well is just a space for people to be held and that's so common everybody says that um it'll manifest in its own way but truly that's it like let me hold you let me soothe you and remind you of how beautiful you are and then be on your merry way like that's really the the, the point in the journey that I can stand for people. You know, some people are here to like get you up off your seat and like, rem- you know, like really that power that, fi- the, and, and sometimes you need that. You need mm-hmm. someone to be like, get up, you're doing, what are you doing? Then you need that tough love. Yeah. Like, I'm not down, I can't, I can do it, but it pains me. So I can hold that space and softness. And I think knowing that you don't have to be or reminding yourself that you don't have to be everything for everyone that you're the way you are naturally is medicine in itself (laughs) and to just know that you have that medicine in your bones it's so specifically attuned to who you are and how you move in the world and what you do and how you talk and all these things that to not be fully that because you're trying to be something else or trying to be everything is such a disservice so to really just stand and like, this is who I am. This is the medicine I have to give. Whoever needs it, please come and, you know, take some. And if you don't, then maybe there's somebody else, right, that can help you, which mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really, really beautiful. I think that that's so important to remember. And I think like so many people forget or um, get caught up on like, the mother as being like a feminine energy and they don't know what to do with it, especially if they identify as a man or something. But like we all we all have this divine feminine energy within us. Yeah. And being mother means that you're you're a creator, you're creating uh projects and relationships and children, physical children, all these mm-hmm. things, opportunities and um being able to nourish and nurture that within the self before bringing it out externally is like so important and that's Mm -hmm. definitely a journey that I've (laughs) gone on (laughs) you're you're like (laughs) oh there's just 
so many things god there's so many things oh for god's sake sometimes i just can't take it anymore like i go online and i'm like i can't read another fucking inspirational quote like you cannot pay me i don't want to hear it i'm done you know like we it's i think we have to be careful with this stuff because you also have to go live life you also have to ask yourself and i think sometimes you just need a break and that's okay and you know you don't always have to be working on yourself it's exhausting it's enough as it is right and yeah 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 remembering fun or like relaxing for the sake of it is like yeah remembering that has been like really important for me lately so I'm like when's the last time I sat on the couch and just just sat yeah and just indulged in some really terrible tv like that's the I want I, I it's not so much a secret anymore I definitely watch The Bachelor I'm very ashamed of it but you know what sometimes I'm just like I'm checking out I'm checking out and I am fully checking out mm. and this is how I'm gonna do it and fun can also be connecting too with yourself right like yes. sometimes you need to check out sometimes you need to check in it's just so individual that's where we need to connect to our soul and ask ourselves, as opposed to looking to the Instagram quotes, which both of us put out Instagram quotes and podcasts and things like this. We're a part of that, create the part that's creating that. But first and foremost, ask yourself, would I benefit from somebody else's wisdom right now? Do I need that reminder? Or is there something that I need to hear within myself that will be like, what do I need? We, we often will pick up our phone in a moment of discomfort because we are looking for something soothing. But before we even ask ourselves, well, what actually, what do I need? And do I have that wisdom within me already? And maybe I just need to ask myself and I'll get the answer. I think that's really key and less exhausting. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It's like, what is it going to take for my soul to land? Mm. You know, and sometimes it's just a moment of pure silence or primal screaming into a pillow like either one can get you (laughs) did that two weeks ago yeah (laughs) two weeks ago it's like a weekly thing sometimes daily like come on now (laughs) which makes sense for you right you have that fire and those boundaries so you're like you have that excess to release i have like excess crying (laughs) Mm. i have the excess water that Mm -hmm. i need to get out and so we all you know as long as it's coming out Yes, that's a great point. As long as it's coming out, the less wonky it comes out, the better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like in the moment, it's it's okay to be a human. Mm, yes, absolutely. I wonder um, if we could do a thing that I've never done before on the show. And I wonder if you'd be up for doing a really short reading for each other. We both have the Mystical oh, Shaman Oracle deck. Oh, yeah. And I just wonder if we could just trade a short reading for each other on the air would that be okay yeah. for you mine is downstairs i have other decks here but i could go and get would you be okay to on. grab it quick yeah 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 um okay. should we both just take the intention to get what the other person needs to hear or do you have something specific you want to ask that's no yeah i think that sounds good that's what i usually do okay I try, sometimes i think like who is my human self to think that I even know, <laughs> you know, like I think sometimes the the energy beyond us knows better what we need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I love it. My podcasting self like 
doesn't want to make too much noise with the shuffling. Ah, that's so. okay. It will be sound effects. It will be. That's how we know it's actually happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to go first? Or do you, how do you I would it? love for you to go first. You are my honored okay. guest. All right. So when I do this, I usually show okay there's yours is it just pops out usually i just ask it to like make it blatantly obvious which card is the person's <laughs> card i'm like make it and if they don't do it i'm like you got to do better than that like i need to it needs... <laughs> i was like that was not obvious enough i know what's wrong um okay so the card that i pulled for you is the staff mm-hmm. so do you want me to read the whole thing um did you pull it off right or reverse um, it fell out, so I think upright, though. Okay. Well, then I would read the invitation. Okay. So do you want me to read the essence as well? Yes, please. Okay. So the essence. The staff is the symbol of authority. It holds the power to temper extremes. The staff helps you find the right course of action, the way of the middle, and aids you to maintain your balance after you begin walking in that direction. Moses carried a serpent staff through the desert, and with it he could summon the power of nature to heal or call plagues. <laughs> COVID. The staff reminds you of the impermanence of all things and that your authority must come from your deep longing to serve. The invitation is, you know how to flow easily between polarities, how to weigh all possibilities and, inst- and instinctively select the right path. Trust your inner wisdom and take the first step on a journey that your heart has already embarked on. Use the power of the staff to unite what appears to be divided to find that delicate balance between will and surrender. And I'm going to read you the medicine too because it just fell out. And there's something I feel like, I feel like a part of you knew that there was, it might have been upside down or something. So I'm going to read that just in case. So the medicine is, You are caught in the delicate balance between opposing forces, between masculine and feminine, between action and non-action. Use this to your advantage, as there can be no day without night, no low without high, no wrong without right. This is the time to take corrective action, beginning with your beliefs about what needs to be fixed or repaired. Let destiny take its course, nudging it slightly along. Mm. Did that feel resonant to you it did there were bits and pieces of both that were like oh yeah it was like the full soma somatic response very good Mm. thank you all right let's see let's see what's for you so it's wind it's reverse but i will um i will read both and then I will see if I if anything comes through that deviates from the book, because that's often the case. Hmm. So the essence, the symbol of the wind represents the element of air. It rules communication, thought, song, and inspired ideas. It also signifies change with qualities both positive and negative. The wind blows from each of the four directions, and there are different qualities bestowed by each. South carrying a new sense of trust, helping you gently begin to discard habits and parts of you that are no longer needed. West, calling you to more introspection, to a willingness to make final decisions, to let go of attachment and ego desires. 
North, moving to bring you wisdom and strength. East, carrying clarity of vision and purpose. Whichever the way the wind is blowing for you, the message which the wind whispers or shouts is a challenge. It may take courage at first to turn and face the wind, but you will find exultation in moving toward it and receiving its lessons. So the medicine is, when wind comes as medicine, you're being invited to recognize the value of chaos. Windstorms provide necessary chaos to clear the air and spread seeds so plants and trees can take root in new fields. Right now, it may seem as if your world has been turned upside down, but this is a temporary storm that will blow over. Perhaps communication has broken down between you and another, or your many to-do lists are overwhelming you. The medicine is to simplify, slow down, course correct if you need to, and wait out the storm to clean things up. Just know that all storms have great value if, if you can remain neutral during their course. Greater clarity and good things will come from it all. Remember, this too shall pass. Oof. Yeah, that was uh, right on the nose. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'll read the yeah. invitation as well, just to see. Um, maybe it resonates for people listening. When the spirit of the wind comes calling, it's a sign of change. Oh my God. And everybody's like, no more change, please. Perhaps, <laughs> Not enough change. Yeah, stop. Yeah. Perhaps you need to change your mind about something. Perhaps an old way of doing things has become automatic. And now that you've gained greater clarity, you can make a new choice. Regardless of what the change is, you can expect to be understood and to have clear com communication with others at this time. Ideas are solid and the shift that is being called for is in the highest good of all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because the invitation to me did not resonate as much. And it's because you, you pulled it upside down too, right? So mm, of I course did. not. But it, yeah. that's so cool, hey? Crazy. Yeah. I'm never, like, I'm always so amazed. I'm always so amazed. It's beautiful. And it's so beautiful that that's how you end the show. And I love that you add a free riff to the end too when you're just like... All right, I'm going to talk about this card. I like, know. I I, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, okay, I'm going to do it. Sometimes I can't, I can't help myself. Most of the time I cannot help myself. <laughs> I think it's so great. It ties it all together so beautifully. And I, um, you know, even like with myself, I know that that's not everybody's thing to like read Oracle cards mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or whatever, but like when you can really like bring it into the realm of the earthly plane and humanize it. Mm -hmm. um I think it's so helpful so this was so beautiful thank you that was fun yeah I was not expecting that so that's super cool I feel like I had this nourishing little dose of something extra from this podcast so thank you mm, Katie it has been so amazing to have you here in this space with me and it's been fun to just see you and watch you talk and express and your aura mm -hmm. moving um yeah, it was a really visceral experience and it was really, really a huge blessing. So thank you for making the time. Ah, oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. You're an excellent host and you do a beautiful job and this was fun. This was awesome. Mm, thank you. Take amazing care of yourself and excited to see what happens with the RRP as you go forward. Thank you. Hello, <laughs> welcome back from that, oh, that really wonderful conversation that we just had and that you were totally a part of. I hope you had so much fun hanging out. 
I mean, how much did we laugh? We just, we're just like living it and, and hanging out and being so truthful and authentic. And I, those are the things that, that just kind of keep me going. You know, I'll speak for myself, but they really do keep me um, reminded of my own power and reminded um, of the people that I'm able to work with and collaborate with and create more beauty, you know, and sometimes I need to create beauty with someone else. I just, I need it. I want it. And I did it. And so (laughs) I hope it was really fun for you. Um, I hope it was informative and maybe really struck somewhere and really helped you land in your own body and and land your soul here in your body because that's really the whole point of this show is to resonate deep and to stir up that medicinal essence that you embody so yes so go check out um katie's beautiful work in the world stuff is in the show notes easy to find her Um, If you're curious about me and the work that I do to help you live your original medicine, you can have a look at my website. Uh, The Healing School that is a part of the collective that I co-create is open. Classes are open for enrollment. So if you're interested in working on your meditation practice, learning your own astrology, Katie and I briefly touched on astro in in our chat, but if you really want to go deep with an astrologer, there's a class on astrology happening. And I am also teaching two classes um, that will work with embodiment and the lunar cycles, and also one geared towards spiritually minded parents and caregivers um, and incorporating children's media and being able to, to have spiritual conversation with your children of all ages. So if any of that is resonating and interesting to you, the link is in the show notes. I would love to meet you. You can always book a free call with me if you're wanting to meet me and and know more about who I am and what I do and what might resonate for you in the future. And yes, it's been such a blessing. I feel blessed. I feel complete. What an extraordinary person to share time with. So hugely thankful for this experience and thank you all for sharing it with us. Um, Speaking of sharing, if this podcast is working for you and as part of your routine and it's a place where you're really feeling nourished and really feeling nurtured and and you're getting some deep downloads from it or whatever it is that you experience here that you want to come back to (laughs) I would love it if you would give it a rating on Apple Podcasts or write a short review about your experience here And truly, the most loving thing you can do for me is share this with people that you care deeply for. Um, That is such a tremendous gift. So if that is feasible for you, please consider doing it. And otherwise, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you had a wonderful time hanging out. And I'm wishing you so many blessings for the rest of your day, evening, week, whenever you're finding this. You're just right. So much love to you. Talk soon. Bye.